Welcome to the Sports Equity Podcast. Here we talk to special guests from teams, brands, and agencies to discuss the value that sports brings to business through current trends and best practices with your host, Brett Weisbrot. Brendan, thanks for taking the time to come to the uh, Sports Equity Podcast today. Um, for everyone here listening, uh, we're here today with Brendan Kaminsky from uh, ESPN. Brendan leads talent uh, with their social strategy on the platform. And, you know, thanks for taking the time today. Brett, thanks so much for having me. Um, I look forward to, uh, to our discussion. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your position with ESPN and, uh, you know, what you're typically doing with talent. Yep. So I lead our talent uh, social strategy. Um, so we started an initiative about two years ago to uh, more formally work with our talent and uh, give them strategic advice, help produce content for them, um, and do things to engage their followers. You know, a lot of our talent know what they're doing, but there's a good amount that, you know, don't, uh, don't necessarily have the time to follow the best practices for Instagram um, and Twitter and Facebook, et cetera. And so myself and my team help to, um, you know, educate talent on, on uh, the best way to utilize these platforms. We take inbound requests. Um, we might uh, be working on campaigns. You know, just recently we, uh, we released something called Hype Hits, which was kind of like um, bringing back jock jams for those that might remember jock jams back in the day. And, you know, we, uh, we made some custom content for talent to help share um, some assets and it's kind of like a win-win relationship. The more that, you know, we're working with our talent, um, and, and helping them engage their platforms, the more that it, it ultimately helps ESPN. So, you know, for myself and, uh, you know, people on my team, it's, you know, you never know every day is different based on what a talent might want based on the news, um, et cetera. And, uh, it's, uh, we love it. I love it. And who are some of the names on the ESPN platform that people would know that you, you speak with or engage with? Yeah, so, so when I see, yeah, it's a good question. So when I say uh, talent, I'm referring to internal ESPN personality. Some people ask if it's external. And every now and then we might have a guest come in and we might do something with them or send them content. But 99.9% .9 of the time, it's our front-facing voices. So Stephen A. Smith, Adrian Wojnarowski, Adam Schefter, Jalen Rose, Molly Karam, Maria Taylor, Laura Rutledge. Uh, Matthew Berry, um, Field Yates, uh, Ariel Hawani. So, you know, the, the most of the front facing personalities that, that you'll see on ESPN on shows, writers, Mina Kimes. Um, and really, we encompass most of them, not all of them, because at the end of the day, um, you know, we, uh, you know, I approach people and if they if they want to you know, work with me and work with my team to help them. Great. If not, some people like to do their own thing, which is totally fine. And so we just, you know, spend our efforts with people that, uh, you know, want, want to learn from us. And uh, we're, we're fortunate when they do. And it's just a really nice win-win relationship. Awesome. Um, you know, obviously a lot of these personalities are blowing up on social media. How has ESPN's approach changed? Um, and maybe talk about some of those current strategies. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, part of being in socials, it changes every day, every minute. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, a, a company releases a, a new product and that changes our strategy. So I think for me, you know, having been at ESPN over the past six years, 
Um, you know, you've just kind of seen in general with the social landscape, certain platforms evolve more like Instagram. Um, I think Instagram is just very clearly emerged as uh, getting everyone's attention, um, arguably more than any platform. And I think that for me, one of the things that I've worked on a lot with talent is getting them up to speed with Instagram because a lot of them are born and bred on Twitter and you know, Twitter to me is like a sports media cocktail party at times, or maybe now just a media cocktail party. And, uh, you know, they, they break news on Twitter, they chime in in real, real time events, breaking news, all those things. But Instagram is more visual. So I think for us, it's, it's made our personalities and our social accounts more visual, more video based, obviously, TikTok's emerged, we've, we've invested a lot into TikTok at ESPN. Um, Snapchat. But I think for me, the biggest opportunity that I've seen with personalities is Instagram um, and just, you know, having them shoot more original content on there. And a lot of that content ends up being stuff that we use on ESPN feeds as well. So Stephen A. Smith might post on his Instagram, but so too will SportsCenter. So too will ESPN and First Take. And we get wins out of all of those. So yeah, I think uh, I think the one of the biggest things that I preach, which is really important, is the is the need to react when it happens, right? Uh, when you know when Russell Westbrook gets traded at 11:30 p.m. to the Houston Rockets, I'm making up 11:30 p.m. I can't remember the exact time, but I know it was late. Sports Center might not be on, right? And and Stephen A. Smith, you know, I might I might suggest that since he's not going to be on TV until the next day, um, I might let him know, you know what, you should make a reactionary video because we'd love to use it on social. Your fans are dying to hear what you're going to say. And you can use it as an opportunity to promote First Take, to promote SportsCenter and to promote you. And uh, ultimately, and it ends up being a win-win. And then that tees him up to listen at whatever time in the morning when he's on live with his cast. Exactly. At the end of at the end of his his video, he might say, "Hey, make sure to watch me on first take tomorrow. Um, I got a lot more to say." So, you know, in general, for brands and creators right now, what type of tips do you give uh, for them to engage more and, and build bigger communities on their social media platforms? Yeah, um, you know, I think the one to one connection is uh, is super important. So, if you're a brand. Um, you know, I've always been a fan of, of community management and, uh, you know, it's harder, it's trickier when you're a bigger organization like ESPN, um, when you're, when you're at a, uh, and we do community management, we have an ESPN fan support team that, that chimes in on that. But, uh, if you're a coffee shop, if you're a liquor company, if you're a t-shirt, you know, I think that surveying the internet and seeing what people are posting on Instagram with the location tag, with the hashtag, with the advanced search tool on Twitter. Um, those are all really important beyond just distributing content. And I think that's one thing that's been important with personalities. And, and what I do is I try to, you know, not necessarily like, like they produce content every day and they post it, which is super important. But what's equally as important is seeing that like, Hey, X influencer posted about you or x fan made this awesome video that you should watch and you should repost it because it's going to make that fans day and fans really are going to like that so i think it's just really being aware of um what else is going on and and how others are speaking about you and that's some of that depending on how big your brand is 
requires getting a listening tool, getting a social media analytics platform and a partner to help you with that. Um, because it's not always easy to do it directly on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, so I'd say that the community management aspect is really important. And then also it's just like being a, being a human being and, and not being as cookie cutter and, um, you know, trying not to just act like a brand, you know, I, 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 you know, I might be phrasing that incorrectly. You don't, you don't want to, you want someone to like, if you're a coffee shop, you want to, and you're engaging with a coffee shop's Twitter account, you know, you want to, you want to be in, interacting with someone who just, you feel like, oh, this is just another friend that loves coffee. And let's talk about coffee as opposed to someone who's speaking um, choppily and is not, you know, communicating you. Cause ultimately people want to communicate with other people, people over index over brands for the most part, from what I've seen. And ultimately um, I think that as time has gone on, people and influencers are just gaining more influence on social. You know, being that this is a sports business focused show, where do you see in that area that, you know, uh, brands and creators could better monetize those opportunities? Yeah, I think, um, I think monetization um, you know, the good news about where we are now is, uh, everyone is accessible in society. I mean, especially during COVID, but in general, I mean that, you know, if you have a specific brand that you're interested in, you know, you can search on LinkedIn to find the partnership manager at Acura or at Starbucks or whatever it might be. And you can reach out to them and you can DM them on Instagram or Twitter or send them a reply to a tweet. Depends on, you know, what you are, but you'll see all the time, you know, the smart brands are able to see that, Hey, I'm just making this up. Joel Embiid posted art, a picture with our t-shirt on his Instagram stories. Let's figure out how to get in touch with him. And maybe there's a partnership because it's a natural fit. So I think it's really just um, finding the natural extensions. And if you're a creator, you know, if, if I'm a creator, I would, I would identify like, these are the five brands that I love that I wear. I wear these shoes. I wear these, I wear these uh, t-shirts or hoodies. Um, and these are the food I like. These are the different kinds of foods I like and, and drinks and really like you could be proactive and reach out to them and they'd probably be flattered to hear from you. Or you could also um, post something with them. And if the, for the brands that are smart, they'll catch it. And uh, that'll lead to a partnership. So I think it's just being really, really aware of, um, you know, the 360 degree view of social media beyond your account. And there's plenty of opportunities if you do it right. You know, how involved are you with monetizing the talent at ESPN? Yeah, good question. Uh, we focus on organic. Um, that's been sort of the bread and butter, like at ESPN social as a whole. We have a sales team. They work on the brand side. Um, but as far as the talent portion, like they do some spots through our creative works team. They'll make commercials on TV that they'll turn into social spots and distribute them. But my work day to day is not on the paid side. It's on the organic side. Okay, cool. Um, you know, I know SportsCenter made a big splash bringing Omar over from House of Highlights. Uh, do you work closely with him? And, and how's that workflow if you do? Yeah, absolutely. Omar's great. I, uh, lunch with him last week um he's become uh he's become a friend and uh i have tremendous respect for what he's been doing um and uh yeah the workflow has been uh you know he sits on the, the overall team that i sit on as well 
and uh, we all collaborate together, him and his team, um, as well as, you know, collectively, we all kind of help with all the accounts. His focus has been SportsCenter Instagram. Um, but really, you know, I, for me, I focus more on, um, like I said earlier, you know, our front-facing personalities and, and working with them. And uh, Omar focuses on content production and uh, he'll do stuff like he'll appear on sports center. He'll appear on Twitter live shows. And uh, yeah, he's just a, a brilliant social mind. So he's been great to have on the team and uh, you know, we'll just go back and forth with ideas. And ultimately that's what you want when you're at a company as big or small as you just want other people to, um, to talk to about the social world, to ask how they're innovating and he's just been a great addition. Um, you know, with the bubble starting next week and baseball starting last night, what's this week look like for you with live action coming back? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good week. It's an exciting week. Uh, we've got NBA launching on the 30th, um, which, uh, which will be really fun. Um, we've got, you know, baseball's already has started. But, yeah, we've got some reporters on site that we, uh, we, we work with to get content from them, shooting videos, giving it back to us for social um, we've got a, a robust plan overall just to take advantage of the season coming back. Uh, we just launched um, on, on the ESPN app. There's uh, Instagram stories, Instagram stories um, in, uh, in quotes, um, but we're, we're sort of, sort of starting stories um, rather where it's going to feel like it's an Instagram story, but it's on the app. That's going to be an exciting thing that actually just launched today. It, it rolls today being uh, Friday, July 24th. Um, uh, by the time this gets released, I think it'll be out globally. So that'll be exciting for people to tap into. And I think we're going to, we're going to be doing a lot of NBA preview content, MLB content. And um, yeah, what it looks like for us is just live sports is back, which means highlights, which means talent reactions. Um, and which means just getting back to normalcy. And uh, the NBA is a huge engager on social more than any other sport. So we're uh, we're all excited for it. You know, I know when they have the SB awards, they talk about breakthrough talent on on the field or the pitch or wherever that is. You know, is there someone we should be looking out for this year on your in your world that you think is going to have a breakthrough year? You know, uh, as far as ESPN talent goes. Yeah, um, you know, some talent, uh, and you just mean overall like TV. Yeah, is there someone right? that we're going to see a lot more of? Is there someone you think that's getting integrated more than last year? Is we're looking at yeah, so people. yeah, I I can't speak on any of the company's plans, you know, as far as who's going to be seen more of. I can just say based on you know who I've worked with and and people who are just huge talents, um, and there's so many of them. But you know, Maria Taylor, um, Laura Rutledge, uh, Aria Hawani. Um, you know, I'm excited for, um, you know, there's, there's, there's new radio shows coming out. So Shanae right. Ogunuge, um, I'm definitely butchering her last name, but Shanae, who's doing a, a radio show with Mike Wallach Jr. I know it's going to be really special. Um, and then Greeny is also doing a radio show and Max, and there's, a, there's another one as well, a morning show. So I think those will be good. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we've got a lot of young talent. We, we've been doing a lot with Quibi, um, and we've got some young, you know, talent that have been hosting that that have been special. Um, Ashley Brewer, um, Nabil Kareem. Uh, so yeah, I think it's all over the place. Again, these are just 
you know, some people that I've worked with and, uh, you know, I know are just going to keep uh, doing great things. But, you know, there's so many people. I think there's a lot of great NBA talent. Um, so, yeah. You know, I saw Mike Golick Sr. is getting back to doing some TV, right, some college football, I believe. Um, do you see that trend a little more now that people might interchange some radio and TV based on, you know, I guess, passion plays? Yeah, I saw that as well. Uh, can't speak to that, but I did see. I also read that. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just, um, you know, I, I definitely have seen that trend a little bit where you see people, um, talent who are more veterans kind of, you know, pitch what they want to do. And depending on your, you know, how long you've been at the company and stuff, you know, each person's different. You might be given more leeway. Um, I haven't heard of that happening in general, like to your question about radio to college football um, analysts. I think with Golic Jr., with Golic Sr., um, you know, assuming that that's happening, it's, uh, it just, it's a fit based on what he's done before his, his football knowledge is incredible and uh, I'm sure he'll thrive at it. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, I haven't seen that specifically, but yeah, I think the passion, the passion piece is, is um, a trend sometimes you'll see in the industry. You know, as much as everyone works every day, it gives them a little bit more flexibility, right? To maybe have a game on the weekend versus a, a 6 a.m. talk show every morning, you know, yep. not that you put any less work in either way. Yeah, absolutely. I know he'll crush at it. Yeah. Cool. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And, uh, you know, thank you very much. Thanks so much. Pleasure to, pleasure to do it. And if, uh, if anyone's listening and has more questions, you know, reach out to me, Instagram, B Kaminsky, B-K-A-M-I-N-S-K-Y, or same thing on Twitter and, uh, you know, continue the conversation. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sports Equity Podcast where we discuss the value that sports brings to business. Follow us for new episodes on a weekly basis. See you next time.